We're starting a new era of the Indie Ball Report with familiar faces and a lot more. You want to listen to this week's episode of the Indie Ball Report podcast. All right, back again, episode 221, Indie Ball Report Podcast. I'm Nick. Will's not here anymore. Ryan's here, though. Hi, Ryan. Wait, is he not here anymore? Not here anymore? Yes and no. My understanding, because we did talk about this, because he told me about oh, it. Yeah, I just confirmed the fact that I, like, missed the last podcast. Yes, you did. Ah, uh, hate it. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, by the way. Well, previously on Indie Ball Yeah, Report. really. Where, where's the uh, all my children people to go ahead and do the recap real quick? Or, uh, so yeah, I was going more along the lines of um, Shameless. Oh, I guess that works yeah, too. And I was thinking anyway. more soap operas. The show really is a soap opera because we, we just totally said been, we yeah. just said we were going to focus. We did. Like that's the thing I was about to say. We definitely weren't just doing this for the past hour. Yeah, no, we should just set this thing on fire. But we're too deep in now. Exactly. We just got to keep going. So I guess we'll try to keep some order. We got American Association to talk about, got Atlantic League to talk about, got Frontier League to talk about, maybe Pioneer League. I don't really know. That depends on how long we take on everything else. And there's going to be a bunch of other stuff that you may or may not hear one day. So, you know, let's just run with that. I'm Ryan, uh, by the way. Yeah, he's Ryan, by the way. He has an ALPB roundup show that I uh, I'm called it that, even though it's Indie Ball Nation now, wow. because I look at the graphic on the screen. It's like we're missing the last episode. Exactly. See, so they, now we're square. But uh, we have current events happening. So I guess starting the American Association, we'll work our way forward and hopefully won't go off the rails too much, uh, like putting a firecracker on a track and then seeing a trail derailment on the news. So that may be the context around one of the stories that's in the first half of this. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Railcats got sold, which kind of relates to shit we were talking about in that first part. Because. Uh, yeah, Patrick and Linda, Lindy Selvi, they sold to Joseph Eng, uh, who is a tech executive. He's currently on the board of Bill Trust. He is the CIO, uh, Chief Information Officer, for those unfamiliar with acronyms. Uh, and uh, he held similar roles at Swift, JetBlue, and TravelClick. I have heard of two of those three, so that's doing pretty good. Selvi's owned this team from 08 till now. And uh, only other biographical information from Ing is uh, he's from New Jersey, went to Piscataway High School. Uh, he got his BA from Rutgers and his master's from NYU. So we lost one Rutgers fan. And now we're talking about another Rutgers guy here. So that's kind of fitting in a way. And uh, I can honestly say my favorite spot to go for checking up for interviews and doing deep dives with people I know nothing about is LinkedIn because you can get a lot of really fun questions started off of LinkedIn. Yeah, you know, that's actually, yeah, that's really, like, I'm mad at myself because I would never have thought to go that direction. Hmm, I can actually see that. I, I have not used that tactic, but actually I might pocket that. I like that. I only thought of it because I looked up someone's name, their LinkedIn page popped up. And I was like, ooh, that's a good idea. But, <laughs> see, sometimes it's handed to you, and you just got to run with it. But, I, uh, uh but yeah, any thoughts on the Railcats getting sold? Um, that's something, man. So uh, I don't know. Like it's Gary. Like I hate. I'm. I have a hard policy on my show, and I'm going to continue onto your show. I will not talk bad about Gary. I think it's too easy. I think like it's and not too easy again, which sounds like I'm talking bad about. It. It's like yeah. everyone does it, and I don't think that's necessarily yeah. fair. The people who live there I respect the hell out of because like yeah. that is you know you're sticking in it. Um, but I mean, 
the ballpark's in a tough area. If I recall, it might be getting a little bit better, but like, boy, man, it, it's so, it's just the lack of disposable income and the places where there are, where there is disposable income, it's just like, they don't want to go in to Gary during the night and you can't do yeah. day games because, you know, they're employed and like, bro. I mean, they're doing so decent tough. attendance wise, though. They are. And honestly, they have 2,900 is nothing to sneeze at. Fourth best. Yep. And, and they have had a solid product on the field, which is cool. And, yeah. and I honestly think, you know, I, I, this actually does some clarification for me because I was sort of thrown off by they announced their Lamar Rogers uh, managerial signing, not signing, but like re signing yeah, yeah, really yeah. late. Like, I mean, because he was, he's not new. Like, that was. He yeah. managed last season. They didn't have a great year, but like whatever. Like I mean, it, like Gary hasn't been good for a while. They got better. Uh, so oh I God. think it, it's sort of weird that I was really thrown off. I was like, it had that weird energy of we looked for other managers, we didn't find one that we could attract to Gary. And now we have Lamar Rodgers again. But now I'm more thinking like maybe it was just up in the air because they might have new ownership. Sounds like this was coming together over time. And I think that would make some more sense. So the people who I've talked to. Um, a little glimpse into my process. If I don't know somebody personally and I can't get in contact with them, I talk to anybody who might know them and has worked yeah. with them and then I compare notes. Um, but people have said like they like a good dude to be around. They like working with them. So I don't know. It, it, that's why I was confused at first why the signing came so late. So maybe this uh, sheds a little light there. Honestly, I think just a lot of these teams just take their sweet time announcing it. Because I mean, like a lot of these guys that don't get announced, oh, they're coming back because it's just kind of assumed, even if they got multi-year deals. Like, mm -hmm. I know Pete had an option on his and they announced it fairly early, but I always assumed it was just a three-year deal, but they announced him. But like other guys, they just never announce some teams. So I think it just depends on the team and if they think it's worth announcing or not. But, you mm -hmm. know, I, yeah, I do want to point out one thing, though, because when I checked the Gary attendance, yeah. my eyes were immediately drawn to Sioux Falls. Oh, hold on. I got to head over there now. Uh, boy. Because we're, we're going to discuss the Jackals later on, and attendance will come up with the Jackals, but... Yes. You see the Sioux Falls attendance? I'm getting there. Hold on. I'm sorry. I was, I was deep in the Pecos League pages, so I had a reverse so you got a reroute, yeah. Just hard reverse. Um, Sioux Falls, you said. Yeah, Sioux Falls. Oh, yeah. oh my. Yeah, and oh. if you switch over to the Jackals... That's uh, for those listening and not actively sitting there and following us like some sort of weird, um, you know, adventure uh, and clicking around on your own computer as we do it's the same. It's not weird. It's it's part of the assignment. This is like it's, a follow along. Everybody go open your point streak to the AA regular season 2023 attendance. Go get your uh, Dakota it is, rings. Uh, 7,923 over the course of 10 games. Uh that is 792 for context. Payne County has had 10 games and their reported attendance, I don't know if I believe it, is uh, averaging 5,494. So that is, yes, that is embellished for sure. Yeah. That is like seven times higher. But even if they have half of that, that will put them three times higher. So yeah. that's tough. Yeah. And just as a comparison here, just to give people a gauge here, because we both have been very active about pointing out the fact that there are attendance issues over at Hinchcliffe. The Jackals, through seven home games, now grant you, there was a camp day, at least one camp day. There may have been two. Uh, they're averaging 879 fans a game. Nearly 100 yeah. more. Yeah, and for those, I mean, we're not just picking on teams here. It, yeah. My interest is always in what is good for any ball, and what's good for any ball is teams doing well. And, yeah. and what concerns me is things like either of the teams that we're talking about here. But um, when you're not 
attendance produces attendance very often. So mm-hmm. the if you've ever been to some empty games, which if you're listening to this podcast, I got a funny feeling you have. Yeah. Uh, you know, the vibe, it can be uncomfortable. Like you're looking people in yeah. the eye, like you're, the, you almost feel weird with like the staff with like there's more staff and fans. Like that's one of those things where it's uncomfortable and it doesn't get a desire to come back. Not to mention like that whole vibe you get of a full ballpark and the energy you can get isn't there and that detracts from things too. So yeah, it's just, that is why it's a concern is because if you don't have good attendance, it's hard to get good attendance. It's hard. We've seen it with the Jackals. You and I have talked about a lot that the Jackals post these videos of their stadium. And I mean, my God, like they'll post it in the whole ballparks in it and you see dozens of people. And I'm like, I was frustrated in Lexington doing social media because they told me like, don't show empty seats. And uh, as it was explained to me, the policy was like, don't show really any empty seats, which was a challenge. But like, you can show some empty, but like, don't show just a fully empty ballpark. Like, you can find ways to be creative about it. Like, not saying lie, but like, show, show you want to show the best of what you have going on. And yeah, the best of what you have going on is the f- one, maybe the play on the field, and two, the fans who are actually there. Yeah. And three, you have a historic ballpark that has a lot of media attention around it. Plus, it's mm-hmm. it's been recovered fairly well. You can work around the ballpark itself, but even just getting creative with camera angle could work out a lot. Start pulling out some Dutch angles and whatnot. Like, yeah. like I refuse and to I, believe that you can't find like a social media person that you know, like a part-time film like student or a comm person that's doing all that kind of thing. Because I know I was taught all that stuff in comm. Like, you can find someone like that to do that media. Now, you know how easy it is. I don't know, but I can guarantee you, if you could go ahead and give them access to something, then I, I think they would probably take it. You could tell them to go wild with it. Yeah, and now here, here's the caveat, too. Yeah. You can have, I firmly believe you can have three people in the ballpark and you will be okay if you treat them well. Um, I think, and I don't know, and I actually do owe an apology to um, uh, oh, somebody commented, somebody I've talked to a good bit, too, um, about that ballpark and that yeah. they've gone to a game and like basically if you want to talk like talk about what the experience is like let me know and um, i forgot to hit them up but i I don't know what the fan experience it could they could be taking care of them because i believe if three people have a hell of a time they leave and they tell one person then next time you could have i got an email about this that's a method i didn't i hate to cut you off because it's kind of rude there but i remember i got an email about this the other day i got an email from someone i don't know who it was but i got an email from them uh, that said, my review of Hinchcliffe from May 27, 2023. I don't know who this person is. They just sent it to me out of the blue. Um, and they sent it off of their Android phone. Hmm. I kind of want to give the email address, but I also don't want to dox this person. So, chat uh, me, yeah, chat me the name. Yeah, I don't know what I, the guy's I, name is, though. I just have his email address. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and. Maybe that means something to you. I don't know. No, it doesn't. That's so weird. Yeah. So whatever it may be, he sent me a full-on review of it. I'm not going to read it all because I don't want to, you know, use this guy's stuff without giving him credit because, you know, he should get credit for it. He sent it to me. But I don't have his name, and I forgot to email him back to get his name. So I'll go through the whole thing next week. Uh, If... uh, if I can remember to email them and do everything, but apparently they charge you $15 to park and you have to pay in advance. 
Mm-hmm. So that's not a great starting point. Uh, no shade, but we knew that. Seats on the first base side, very far away from the field due to the track. Odd dimensions, uh, playing field. Da, 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 da. Uh, tickets and concessions are on the expensive side and offerings are thin. Mm-hmm. Uh, seats having no backs was apparently a problem. Plus, they called it charging uh, premium for everything. Although his point number 10, because there's 13 negative things, but there's a Ooh. bunch of positives also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are, I shouldn't say negative. Uh, he said it's not without numerous glaring problems, and he lists 13 of them. So, 13 reasons why. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Went that way. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they play music between every pitch, and then he emphasized every single pitch. Okay. And, that depends on the music because that. I've got a theory on that too, that it can be a vibe if it's done well. And it's not just like that. Like there's a couple teams that just put noise out there. I'm like, no, no, no. Like if it kind of yeah. keeps a rhythm, like if there's a flow to it, that can vibe. Yeah. If it keeps the beat going. Like, I mean, almost the way basketball does where it's like, kind of, uh, you I feel fade you. in and yeah. out. Yeah. It's like, almost, it's more like ambience music a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He also said the annoying horn player from Montclair came over. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that dude. I like Horn Man. Horn Man. Playing his horn. Blowing his horn. I like that guy. Although I could see how he could be annoying, especially if you're sitting near him. I make a point to not sit near a section when I went over to Yogi Berry because I was like, third inning, world, I'm going to be done with this shit. It's like the World Baseball Classic guy who was like yeah. blowing a horn. And like game one of the World Baseball Classic, I was like, nah. And everybody who's played a single game in the Dominican was like, bro, just wait. Yeah. Uh, let's see some other complaints on this and we've turned this into more just general talk but you know we'll do it that way this week because honestly it's more fun that way uh, apparently some of the seats are have the dugout blocking the view and also the bouncy house that they put on it's on the track inside and it blocks the first base side so the tight lines are messed up and it's inside the safety netting yeah that's what I don't get I saw that picture and I was like showing other people and I was like, am I crazy to think that that's on the wrong side of the net? And everyone's like, no, no, it's on the track. And I was just like, why? Like that just seems incredibly dangerous if someone fouls one off there. Uh, the um, I'll give you the best comment I got. Yeah. It was someone who just said, it's a TNA house show in 2009, which is oddly specific, but I respect the hell out of it. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Okay. So, I, yeah. But here's the thing. I'm not hating on Jackals. I'm not hating on Sioux yeah. Falls. There are I five believe it can be done. Okay. What are the good things? Hit me. Uh, okay. The five you list of the good things. And dude, remember, if you're hearing it, I am going to give you credit. Just email me your name and I'll give you credit for it. Or remind me to email you and I'll give you credit. Uh, he said, Section 16 is the best in the park. Close to the field, no obstructed views. So get Section 16 if you're going. Jack the Jackal is as entertaining as he was at Yogi Bear. Kids seem to love him. I have a funny story about Jack the Jackal that I'm not going to share on the show, but I, it is a funny story. Okay. Uh, the turf is new and pristine. Odd dimensions make for a quirky arrangement like the Green Monster-like net in right field. Uh, and the place oozes history, even with its problems, you feel like you're sitting someplace special. And, and I could see that, and boy, if they lean into that, they'll be okay. That's always been my thing. The moment I saw the dimensions, I was like, this is going to be a trash fire. But if you lean in, like, I mean, 
Okay, I'll to be honest, like PJ and I talked about that because yeah. we're talking about like, okay, how are you going to get a pitcher to this ballpark? And yeah. I think, you know, we didn't really necessarily solve that. He's it's actually, they're starting to sell in. So shout out to PJ for being good at what he does. But yeah. I, um, I mean, we were talking about it and like basically selling the experience, like not only to fans, but the players, like this is like a rare opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, a smart player might also say, well, I could just visit as a visiting player six times, then we're done. But um, neither here nor there. To the point, I, I think there's potential. I, I really hope it goes well, man. It's just, again, if they're treating their fans well, if fans come back or leave wanting to tell people about it, you know, they can mm. do it. And and I've probably mentioned them every time I'm on your show, but yeah. that's what the Savannah Bananas did in the beginning, bro. They weren't on TikTok day one. They were just showing out for fans in the ballpark. Yeah. I mean, they definitely can do that. I'm just looking at some of the pictures they have running out there. Mm-hmm. Hope they managed to make John Baker an eight and a half ERA. Yeah, man. What are there ten bombs the first game? They've slowed down a little bit, at least. Yeah. But good lord. Like, yeah, um, that, start, man. Can't a decent well, ERA though. I mean, like their starters are getting killed though. I mean, Nick Belzer first off is not a starter. He's best in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, twenty-two runs in uh, seventeen innings isn't a great start. Yeah, and I mean, they give. I'll look at it this way, like. They've got, yeah, they just have one quality starter. That's the problem. It's going to be difficult to get it done that way. And no, I mean, that's not necessarily fair. Dylan Castaneda is probably fine. Yeah, um, he's, he's not bad. He's not but bad. John Baker's just not getting it done. Like Nick Belzer, like your four starts and you have an 11 year, right? Like not putting you on blast, my guy, but like, yeah. It, it but may like be a fairy it, hawk showing you up in Anthony Rodriguez. But look, like here's the weird one. He had a 4 3 year, right, with Kansas City last, not Kansas City, like with the Monarchs last year. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's had a 4-2 ERA with St. Paul in 2019. He had a 1-3 ERA in 27 innings with St. Paul. Like, he's delivered. So, you know, how much of it's the ball? He's given up eight yeah. home runs. I've got to assume that's, that's yeah. ballpark related. Yeah, and, you know, they're not all single shots. Mm-hmm. Although you got to feel for Tuck Tucker. 80-grade name, by the way. Absolutely. But, my guy. Hell yeah, brother. But five and two-thirds, four home runs. That's But yet the thing is, his ERA is not as uh, not as bad as some of the guys on this team. Like uh, Dazon Cole and Nick Belzer both have worse ERAs. Now, granted, and so, I mean only t- only two thirds more of an inning on like Dazon Cole, but you know, which also is a pretty solid name. But I'm calling on someone to get their act together and sign Lance Lusk. Yeah, ten and a third scoreless, uh, five hits in ten and a third innings, three walks, seventeen Ks. Get him out right of the frontier. What are we doing? I mean, really, he shouldn't be here. Some of these guys that shouldn't be here. Like, if we're going to, I guess, just go right into some of the Frontier League guys because we're on it. Like, other Frontier League guys that really should not be here. I mean, like, Pete Zimmerman's doing just amazing so far. You see what he's done so far this year? Yeah, man. They just were posting about him, too. I saw that. He's, what, yeah. eight dingers and, like, 20-something RBIs? Yeah, 27 RBIs, 15 games. Woo! Batting over 400. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, I mean, like, he's up there. Like, my guy Josh Altman's obviously been killing it. And then, unbelievable. Yeah, I, I'm so happy for Altman, man. He's mm-hmm. just, he's awesome. I like that guy a lot because he just is like, hell yeah. Plus, I was talking to him on uh, Instagram the other day and he's like, thanks for the shout out. Him and well, a couple other guys I talked to a lot over there, just like the Sioux City people. I was talking to them after we did the preview and they were like, you know, we disagree with your assumption there. And, you know, we're going to, we're a better team than you think. I was like, okay, I hope you're, I hope you're right. And then they mm-hmm. went out and, 
played really good, and then they fell back to earth by losing four in a row and being three and only getting three wins in the last ten. So, hope you boys I, recovered. I am saying this, understanding the fact, two facts. One that uh, again, I did. I have worked with PJ. We're friends, and uh, this is going to be a criticism. Um, and two that he doesn't care necessarily what I think, and yeah. uh, he's probably not listening to this. Uh, I think I'll send it to him. Don't New worry. Jersey needs to. They need a different lineup. I'm gonna say I'm not looking at what their lamps are every time. They are mid pack in offense right now, and they have that in that ballpark. Six, they have six guys with a OPS over 900. They have three with one dot. Theon Barnum has a one dot three two nine OPS right now. Uh, like he's slashing 400, 529, 800 slugging percentage right now. Those six, the fact that they're only scoring five and a half runs per game, and they have six guys putting up numbers like that. Yeah. It's got to be there's a rally killing situation in there somewhere. So there's got yeah. I mean, look, I'll admit it first. I've not been checking lineup consistently very closely in the frontier. So maybe that's, you know, they're trying to plug it in different orders, whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. Though, as I say that, I'm like, Philip Urban hasn't been playing. I, I forgive me yeah. if I missed that happening. Yeah, no, he hasn't played much. Joe Simone hasn't played much. And he was big from the last year. And they just. Like I'm looking through like the regular guys, and the problem here is, and I could point out the three that are probably the worst offenders mm-hmm. here. Terrell, he hits home runs, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, then Rio has not been great, although I think he had a gnarly injury either last year or the year before where he broke his leg. Right, so, I think so. Yeah, so I don't know what the effects of that could be, but he's not doing great either. And then Alfredo Marte is not really performing right now. Yeah, Marte really needs to. Yeah. yeah. If Marte picks it up, then they'll be fine. Like, he can survive two guys. Like, so, so, especially if one's just a go for broke Adam Dunn type, like Terrell is, you could survive that. But you can't have two or three everyday starters just not performing. That's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Even I'm if you have the, some good guys in there. Yeah. I'm going to need the Frontier League to start reporting their positions on baseball reference. Killing See, me. that's why I'm just going right to the Frontier League uh, website. Gross. Yeah, I know. By that, I mean smart. Yeah. Um, it's so crazy seeing Bruce Barastrada uh, not hit well because, like, he raked. He raked for Lexington last year in like t- 77 play appearances, like a 1.2 OPS. And I was so thoroughly confused. It was out of nowhere. And then he got signed and he didn't go very well in the minors. And now he's hitting like a buck of five. And I'm like, oh, I hate that for him. I want him to do well, but I'm like, okay, at least it wasn't crazy. Um, see, I, I'm in that camp for like Brantley about, Bell. Man. I Austin want to see Brantley White. Bell do well. Oh, Austin White, my God, buddy. <laughs> just going through guys you know now from Lexington, just like oh no, it's not. No, play. not even that. It's just <laughs> uh, he's straight out of college. He hit well in college. He played good. Like he played well. Sorry. Um, oh, he, see. I, I mean, something's got to click. See, that's the other thing too. Like, there's so many teams right now across any ball where like you know it's going to click at some point. Like, I'm sorry, Austin White is not a 192 OPS guy. He was playing D1 ball last year and had a 758 OPS, which isn't crazy, but I mean. Come on, he's not going to the Frontier League and getting one hit in 27 play appearances. Mm. It's crazy. So, like, that's why I always shy away from even overreacting too much this early, but what else are we going to do here? Exactly. Yeah, Barham's really good. Call that an underreaction. Yeah, see, I mean, if you want to overreact, we can overreact to teams here because the East is just terrible in the Frontier League. Yeah, it's a situation. Um, like, because yeah. like, um, like, I, I looked this up here, and, like, the East is so mid outside of Sussex County, including Sussex, there's only three teams above 500. 
mm. or 500 or better, actually, because the Jackals are 500. The Boulders are, are one game above, and then the Miners are six games above, and everybody else is a losing record. Now, I think the Valley Cats are up right now, so possibly by the time this comes out, they'll have a winning record. But even still, Quebec's not look good. Mm-hmm. Three Rivers has been about what I think expected. Ottawa's underperforming, and the Grays are overperforming, but they're still a five-win team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. Uh, and here's a theory on the Canadian teams because the Canadian team's been brutal. Um, I mean, I think Ottawa lost series to Empire State. Um, and I don't know. And uh, uh, my, my theory could be they have and possibly still have. Sorry, I don't pay enough attention to Canadian politics. Uh, that yeah. that federal strike going on up there. And that was a huge concern for a couple of teams who had to travel up there uh, uh-huh. about getting visas approved. So you got to get your visas approved. You're going up there and you have Americans are free passed. But I think uh, Latin American guys need a visa. And I do wonder, okay. I mean, I'm looking at these rosters. There's not many Latin American cats on these rosters. I'm wondering if they got some guys who they have like ready to go. But visa yeah. paperwork is stuck. I mean, that could be it. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, that, I mean, it does make sense because they're all right there, pretty much the same records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moments you wish yeah. that you had a two-season or a two-half format. It's like the only time you'd ever wish for that. I know. Uh, but, we're not going back into that. We've talked about like three times on the show. Yeah, no, because it's um, stupid. I mean, if we we're going to yeah. do stupid playoff formats, and I suggest my playing game format, but my playing tournament format, actually, but... That or my other idea that I mentioned briefly to Will once, he was like, that's a dumb idea. I don't talk about it. <laughs> well, now i got to ask which one that was. Then we got to move on. We are struggling on this podcast, and I apologize. Like, as long as it's entertaining, it's not a struggle. Is but, it? Not in my mind. In any case, <laughs> the, the dumb idea I had, and I mentioned it briefly at the end of one show. You may remember me mentioning it was, I almost wish as a playoff format, you just set like a record to qualify at. So let's say your record to qualify in a 100-game season is like you have to win 53 games. And if you get to that 53-win mark, you qualify for the postseason. And then you just play kind of a ladder tournament going from there. So the last like two teams to qualify are going to play each other. And then the winner goes on to that next team that just barely got in. And you work your way up until you get to the top. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like a ladder format. That's for yeah. sure. I would, I mean, so you're saying basically use it like the PGA cut line. Pretty like, much, yeah. I, kind of. And, and I could say there could be some flexibility in there too. Like, say the line is, you know, you can, uh, well, no, that's not really how the, like, the cut line works because you don't set it, it's set by the position. But like yeah. that way, yeah, I guess you could say it's a line. And then, like, maybe say if only, you know what? No, no notes. I kind of like it. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like I think it. Like obviously, there's a lot of logistic issues with it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you but division you can run them up. Exactly, but see, that's my thinking because I remember, like the whole idea started from me looking at some of these divisions, just like some of these teams shouldn't be here because they're just lambs to slaughter. But at the same time, you got good teams on the other side not working out. So my thought process was just like, hey, why don't we just make it qualifying? Even do winning percentage so that way if someone has rainouts or it's non-rainouts or something happens, like mm-hmm. you don't put enough lights in your stadium and you, you're affected by weather way too much, you know, you could still qualify. So maybe you make it like a 525 winning percentage or something like that. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. It's not the worst playoff format out there. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I was saying, if you're doing dumb ideas, like, I think it's a smart, dumb idea, personally. Yeah, I mean, I'm in favor. 
I'd go to bat for it. I least I I let it go once. Check yeah. it out. That's the thing. Like Pecos League, do that. It's interesting. Yeah, honestly, why not? Like it, that would be, you know, I fully support Pioneer League. I feel like Pioneer League could go for it. Pioneer League may work too. There's only eight teams there, so I mean, like you could even cap it at a certain number, where like no yeah. more than like six get in. Go can yeah. am all but two teams. Mm, but yeah. Yeah, I, like I just wonder line. how the money would work out there. Because obviously, like, it doesn't make sense travel-wise. But <laughs> if more teams make the postseason, in theory, you'd have more dates. Now, of course, they're end-of-season dates, and they're worth less, especially in, like, the Pioneer League market where it gets cold a lot earlier. And there's yep. other stuff going on. So that makes it tougher. But I feel like in the right markets, especially if the teams were all, like, fairly close together, like, fairly local, you could make it work. Like maybe a summer college league would make a lot more sense for something like this. You know, yep, where we're like a Cape Cod league where you go ahead, everybody's already right there. So travel's not really as much of a concern and you just open more dates to make more money on because you're not really paying, you're not paying players. So your expenses are fairly, I don't want to say they're low, but they're lower than professional ball. So if you're just opening the doors more often, what are you really paying? Concession staff? Awesome, man. Good point. Yeah. So I, I just, it's one of those crazy ideas I had. I don't know if it's any good, but I had it. Honestly, the reason I'm not saying much is I'm kind of like, yeah. All right. See, <laughs> like, I, knew you'd, I knew you'd go for it because it's crazy. Well, I'm, I'm a ladder playoff guy too. So, like, yeah. you already got me there. Yeah. I like it. So, but uh, any case, playoffs are kind of far off. Uh, wrapping up Frontier League talk. Mm-hmm. Gateway's pretty good. Seven in a row. They're pretty good. Oh, dude, swing day every day for Gateway, man. Good lord. This team's really entertaining. And I remember I was high on them last year. I was less high on them this year. And now my kind of wild card pick team in like Lake Erie's on the verge of being coming a worse team than Windy City is, and I'm not loving that. No. Windy City has been looking like they're picking up a little bit, which I'm, I'm rooting for. Yeah. I see Sexton do okay. Yeah, no, he's definitely doing so. I mean, they're I'll put it like this, they're on a better trajectory than Washington is, who's had a rough patch, mm, man. Yeah, not man. Good. That looked optimistic for that first weekend. I know. I was really high, and I was like, "Yeah, they're doing good." And then just no. Yeah, I know. It sucks. Yeah. Um, let's see. Gateway has one, two, three, four guys with one dot OPSs right now. But well, mm-hmm. three because one is not actually getting ABs. But um, that's pretty damn good, man. And that does not include Clint Freeman, who's killing the ball. Oh yeah, Clint Freeman. They have fantastic. okay. Let's play this game. We'll go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of their okay. 10 batters with more than 10 plate appearances. Nine yeah. of the 10 are hitting over 300. The other one's hitting 297. Which, can I just point out Brian Rosario, too, for Evansville, real quick? 20 stolen okay. bases in 14 games. Massive. That dude knows what he's doing. That they like. He knows. He's like, I, what's the record? That guy, yeah. he's the guy who steps on the tee, hits a tee shot, looks over and goes, what's the course record? Like, that guy. That is what we're looking at here. Well, yeah. True. I mean, the thing that's getting me though is he's only getting on base at 224. So he's just going every time. Yeah, that's pretty much, that has to be it because like I'm looking at this here and like, oh, I see how I see, oh my god, okay, I see how. So he's really picked it up as of late because he wasn't doing too much early on, but then the Jackal series, he swiped three banks in the one game, two banks in another game, nothing the following one. Then against Quebec, three, one, and two. 
And then against Windy City, May 30th, three. And then apparently last night he stole four bases. Wow, he's going off. Okay. Yeah. By the way, if you're in a Langley team, get him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get like him. with the pickoff rule? Absolutely. Plus, it's a pinch run rule. Oh, yeah. True. I totally forgot about that one. Get him. I mean, yeah. He's fast, yeah. dude. He's, he's ain't slow, bro. Yeah. Which I forgot uh, to mention, pitch clock violations are starting in pretty much every league. Now they're calling them. Yeah, I've been seeing a few of them. I like the repeat offenders, like guys who are just like, well, is yeah. what it is. Kind yeah, of I just don't that. care. Just don't care. <laughs> kind but, of a vibe. Yeah, I respect uh, it. I respect it. Which, speaking of Atlantic League, just wanted mm-hmm. to quickly touch on them. Sure. Can I just say, like, how we can basically, for the first half, separate teams into tiers between, like, absurdly good, good, and just garbage fire? Yes. Yep. Because, like, exactly. you had. Like at the top, you just have like High Point and Gastonia just duking it out. One of them's going to come out on top. One of them's going to get screwed. Uh, then you have those like a bunch of teams that are like a few games above 500 to 500. Like Lexington's there. York's gotten hot. So now they're there, which grants to Rick Forney on win number 900. Good for him. And mm-hmm. I forgot to mention, we talked about Gateway. Steve Brook, 600 wins. Congrats yes, to him, sir. too. That's why I was a big fan of that hiring in Ottawa and then it didn't work out. Worked out for Ottawa, but even still, like, still a big Steve Brook fan. Uh, but yeah, like Island's in there too, which is a weird team. I feel like they should be better than they are, but they're not. They're not bad at all. Then there's Southern Maryland too, which they feel like an aberration that's going to kind of fade away sooner than later. But like at the same time, I don't really know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good. One that yes, all of that is yes. I'm just looking at the sayings myself, and yeah. um, I mean it's tough because everybody tight the top uh, here, man. I know they're good, and and the other issue is that Lancaster, and talk about the flaws of the two half system. Uh, yeah. I do think Lancaster's possibly still a playoff team because they're a second half team, and they seem to have that just figured out. Like yeah, that seems they're sandbagging to be like, right now. They they plan the roster they want in July not necessarily in May. And there's something to be said for it. I mean, it worked last year, but yeah, it did. It, but, there's the reverse theory too of clinch early and then you can line up, but that's a different, you know, different headache. But yeah, it's the fact that Charleston's not great. A lot of people were able to cash those early wins on Frederick when they were still struggling, but they're yeah. 10 and seven since that 0 13 start, by the way. Yeah, I mean, do you see their, there, oh, yeah. if you take out all of their uh, Gastonia games, I think they're like 10 and 11. <laughs> Because okay, I think they're so, 9 against Gaston. All right, yeah. so then they, they bump up from that bottom tier to the middle tier. So, I mean, good yeah. for them there. Yeah, that team can ball. I I'm, yeah. I believe in Matt there because he just keeps, their, what, third straight year of having to put a team together from scratch like that? Yeah, that's true. That, he's having to do that all on the fly. It's not great. As if there isn't mostly a genomes team. But. Yeah, fair, fair yeah, point. Fair. Which can't just say about Charleston, though. Like, overall, mm-hmm. as a team, they may not be good. And right now, my, like, wild card pick of them making the postseason by just fluking into a half win is not doing too hot, admittedly. And I got to be honest, I'm not thinking it's going to pan out well. But Danny Wachanski, man, he's a killer. I love this yep. dude. Mm-hmm. Five yeah, games, that's the one I think of. Yeah, five games, sub-2 ERA. Mm-hmm. Only 11 yeah. walks and 30 innings. Like, come on, that, that dude's a guy. Strike out an inning guy, too. Loved yep. him in Rockland. Love him here. Dude's a baller. 25% clip on strikeouts right now. Yeah. Yeah, gotta like it. I mean, get him out of here. Sign him. Yeah. 25. 25 and a lefty. 
Get him out. The problem is, because he did a different podcast, which I should try to get him on the show, but like he did a different show, and it's like every time he gets signed, the medical's the issue. Because mm. he has a, he had an elbow issue for a while, yeah. then he had to get, I think it was Tommy John, because he goes through the whole thing. If I find the thing, I'll send it to you, the podcast episode I listened to about it. But, so every time he gets looked at, it pops up on the medical, and teams are like, ah, we're not going to roll the dice on an indie ball guy that's got a messed up arm. So, yeah, bye. So, like, if you remember, last year, I think it was the Diamondbacks signed him, technically. Right. And then he was turned around in, like, 40 hours. He was back in Rockland. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking. I have a, if you're, again, wondering what my life is like, I have a database of, like, every Tommy John that really you can find. Yeah. He's not on there, which is always a sign that he didn't go maybe to the one of the main guys. I always wonder, yeah. like, you know, I'm not saying James Andrews has to be the guy, but there's a couple guys who like they're 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 the people who are doing them. And uh yeah. guys and ladies, but let's be honest, it's mostly no, it's actually really gross. It's all guys. Um but um at least in the list I have. But yeah, I mean, you sometimes wonder, like, and that's so terrifying. I'm yeah. sorry to like get down that and be a bummer for everybody. Um, I hope nobody, I hope nobody has an elbow go sproing. That's what I hope. Yeah. But if your elbow goes sproing, like, you know, make sure do all. I, this is so stupid. Of course, they're they're all, they're all trying to go the best doctor they can. But boy, yeah. it makes me nervous. I mean, like, dumb thing to say. I get that, but like, like here's the it, thing, just, like, it fills me with anxiety. Yeah, like I know he's like I know he's a suburban New York guy too. So like. If he could do it, like the place to go would be HSS. Like Hospital for Special Surgery is the place to go for any orthopedic. Mm. They're on top of the game. I mean, the Mets use that place. Yeah. But again, I mean, let's talk about what kind of insurance you're getting with your team. Fair point. Yep. That's that's a major point. That's, that's why I say that's why I was saying if he could have if he could get to there. But yeah, I mean, you think though, if you're if your goal is to be a professional pitcher and a guy like Dan too, I mean, he has the stuff to prove it and like I think realistically too, because he got it done a couple years back, if I'm not mistaken. Like, if you're getting it done like 22, 23, and a lefty, and you're doing that, like obviously the big roll of the dice, and I understand there's a lot that goes into it. Don't don't get me wrong here, but like that feels like an investment in your career, right? Yeah, but dude, like. I, I the know. number one source of debt in the country is medical debt, man. You want to have I that know. talk? I mean, I our medical system is busted. I know. We're venturing into that other show talk now. Yeah, true. True, true, true. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, any case, yeah, other ballers. Uh, Capuano is still doing pretty good, which yep. is really impressive considering he's playing for the Fairy Hawks. And Nick Riquette, a dude I had on my preview sheet. I forgot to mention him, but he's literally on the one preview sheet I made up that said players to watch. He's number two on that list. I forgot to mention him during the preview. I'm so annoyed because now it's not on record, but I was calling this. Yeah, that's the way it always goes. Yeah. If you're not going to name somebody, that guy's going to have a year. You don't show out. And I knew it too. That bothers me so much. But yeah, he's he's balling out too. I'm surprised he's still here. Yep. Or no, the way pitching gets rated. But meanwhile, we got a battle. So high point Gastonia right now playing seven yeah. four Gastonia, but it was five nothing at one point. Now then it was five four. Now it's seven four. And right on cue, talking about high point and Gastonia, how someone's going to get screwed. Like I said earlier, yeah. <laughs> Brady Salisbury, shout out, just <laughs> text me. Every game of high point is going to be a boxing match. LOL. Yeah. Yep, a fair observation, my man. Which oh, that reminds me because now we're talking about high point Gastonia. Mm -hmm. 
Atlantic League umpiring. Yes. Banner um, week for them. Mm, aren't they all? Um, yeah, yeah, I had a couple of guys just DM me. They were like, it's worse than high school. Yeah, so I'll say this, and I won't go too in-depth because I'm about to put it out there sort of in a public way. Um, I just got to – I'm trying to catch up. I'm starting – I started after the season started, but I'm tracking yeah. uh, umpire accuracy rates in the Atlantic League, which has the easiest data to track. And, um, yeah, man, it's not great. And there are some good ones in there, so I'm not saying there's not. So if you're like, well, I'm – yeah, okay. Yeah, you're probably fine. But um, yeah, Tim or, or you're not because if – you all probably think you're good because you're making the calls, and if you're making bad calls constantly, you're probably still making a bad call about whether or not you're accurate. But it's neither here nor there. But how about this? So I met one of the stats that I'm tracking is on pitches that are within uh, approximately a baseball length. It comes out to about two and a half inches, a baseball width rather of the edge of the strike zone. Um, what the accuracy is, because I accuracy rates will be like 98%. It's like, yeah, but like about 90% of balls are not close. And mm-hmm. I would say about half of strikes aren't close. So I look at that as kind of the standard and called pitch accuracy in the league is about six, on close pitches is about 66%. So one out of every three pitches within about a baseball of the edge of the strike zone is called a called incorrectly. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not great. Yeah. Best game oh my of God. the year so far was Justin Alvarez though. Yo, Shout out. I don't want to interrupt again, but like you check the York score. Oh, I'm heading over. I'm so sorry if this is a bad listen, y'all. No, this oh, is great. No. Okay, fine. Oh! That's oh my reaction. God. York hurt. That third <laughs> inning, up, man. Puts up 10 in the third quarter. Those third quarters, Touchdown man. They just get you, goal, especially baby. in those nine-inning games. Plus a couple safeties. Yeah, like they're just, they're killing them. Like oh, wait, who, who imploded on the mound for Long Island? I'm trying to oh, find that out. Iorio. Oh, my God. Iorio? Wow. Yeah. Bro, he doesn't Whoa. do that. No, I mean the release like didn't help him either. But yeah, he got he got slaughtered today. What the hell? Yeah, no, he entered the game with a three eight six ERA. He now has an ERA about three runs higher. Uh, so zeros on the mound for York. I'm checking it out. Who My boy. Oh, Rackett's so nasty. Get My him out boy. of here. Get He's him out. Killing him. He's killing him today. Pack him up. Put him on a roster. He's working his way. Oh, wait. Hold on. No, York sub still. Looks like, one, yeah, yeah. Fuller one in the six, six ERA entering this game, and he has raised it to a one six seven. Though I would probably, it's probably about a one. It probably was a one six seven, just rounding yeah. errors. Um, complaining, so knock it back down. Yeah, my God, dude. Yeah, he's he's after it. 37 Ks and 38 innings. Not bad, my guy. He's he's doing it, man. I'm telling you, he's doing it. And I mm-hmm. thought the Stan Island Frederick score was surprising. 3-1 Stan Island. But like I thought that was gonna be the shocker of the night. And so far, that's like tame. Stan Island's a better team than they were, though. It's becoming yeah, less shocking. They're improving. They're improving. Like, there's a there is there was a point last year where them winning a game a series was like good. I was like, hey, don't get swept. Like that's it. Don't get swept. Yeah, now the like they're taking one out of three, and the question is, will they swipe a second game? And honestly, that is how the teams are in the Atlantic League and most of any ball is like you know most teams are good enough to take one out of the three. The battle is that that extra game, the third. If you're playing three games, not six, but if you're playing three, it's about 
because that game is usually determined by things like bullpen depth and things like that. And like you'll end up with those wonky Sunday scores where, you know, they just burned out that relief pitching and that one team, they might split Friday and Saturday, but they just had, they, they burned everything they had on Friday and Saturday. And then they get clipped 13 to two on a Sunday game. And you're like, damn some, but I mean, that's Staten Island has graduated from just get one to, Hey, let's see if you got a shot this series, win one early, win your game early and see if you can steal the series. That's kind of, that's good, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm encouraged by him. I want to see them do well. Oh, good. Albuquer- Albuquerque just dropped his ERA back down to where it should be. Um, I'll say this if we're talking about Staten Island. Uh, well, I, one, I mentioned Long out. Island there, but yeah, Staten Island. Oh, so, well, I was still in my own little world. I, okay, I, yeah. I didn't necessarily... If we're not talking Quack and Bush, I'm not interested in Long Island pitchers. That's a lie. It's That's not a shady to Long Island pitchers. I just love the name Quack and Bush. Um, but I was thinking about Homer that's Bush. So cool. Yeah. And, um, you He's know, doing, doing good. a good job. Yeah, you know, no, not I'm an easy task. So picking up a messy organization, and it's your first time out there, and first time doing indie ball, and like that's a huge adjustment. And he's doing well, and yeah. um, I would say, you know, it, how I think the biggest surprise in that coaching staff is the fact that, um, uh, hold on, let me see here. Was it? I'm going to confirm. I want to confirm something before I say it out loud. Yeah. Um, See, sorry about this. This is not a great listen as I sit and scroll. I, I, I'll give it that some people are going to be like, oh, this is a great podcast. And for that, I thank you. And See, also, apologize. people come here for the entertainment value. That's what they're here for. Kevin Krause, too. While he may, oh, have, yeah, he got the last laugh. And he's like, that's the thing. Like, he's not hitting for power, but 19 games, he's hitting 339. So, like, oh, you can't oh, and he was not hitting well for that first week. I'd love to see yeah. what his numbers are like since that first week. I think they could be up near like four or five hundred. Zach Raccoon's and not working out is just stunning uh, to me. Too. We need better splits from the Atlantic League. That drives me nuts. You're telling me like there's a reason why when I did like the player of the week thing, it was never an Atlantic League person until every other league was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically what the situation is. Um, like I love to be like, Hey, who's, uh, who stood out this weekend, but yeah. no, like, not really. Um, uh, hold on. I, I, I don't know. I, I really thought I had this figured out, but I maybe don't. So I'm going to have to keep my mouth shut on this topic until I can get confirmation. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of yeah, good okay, Reggie Harris going to the dock hounds. That was yeah. There we go. I was like, I yeah. didn't have that as a fever dream. I heard rumors yeah. that he might be getting a better position than pitching uh, coach, but he did not. Uh, yeah, no, but, I think he was. Wasn't he a bench coach? We didn't get any bench coach. Um, they said new pitching coach, but he could be bench okay. coach, and it's just misreported. Bench. Yeah, I thought I saw bench because um, I thought Wagner was going back to be the pitching coach. They said new pitching coach Reggie Harris, but he could also be serving as bench coach for all we know. Okay. Um, let me see. I thought bench. Because so, my, yeah. yeah. I mean, I find I thought the deal was Huckabee was going to be the manager. He is also the bench coach. There's your answer. All right. Because I was almost certain that when they fired Bennett, which I still don't know what's up with that, that Mm -hmm. Wagner was going to go back to being a pitching coach. And then they figure out the rest of the staff because then two defected after that. Yeah. So look, I'm not going to say anything about nobody. Everybody's just trying to get a job and keep it going. But in that same spirit, if you're listening to this and you pitch for Lake Country, don't be afraid to say no. Protect your arm. Like, it's been an issue. 
This is a guy who had the best, don't want to make it a him thing, but Gastonia last year had the best uh, pitching staff in the league and they let him walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, a month into Staten Island, Staten Island was like, he was looking for another gig. Like he wasn't let go, but he was willing to take another gig in the Lake Country. Yeah. So, you know, be careful. That's what we're saying. A little bit of a grind set. A little bit of a grind set. You might remember that first season in Gastonia. Oh, I remember mm-hmm. the, the complaining I heard. Mm-hmm. But uh, fun thing about Lake Country, they're doing it again. Oh, remember yeah? how last? Yeah, remember how last night they had a no hitter and they lost. Mm, yep. They're doing it again. No, really. Well, they're winning. They're four up four one. But Tyler Pike, granted, it's only in the second inning. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you, you yeah, I mean, spin out like where is the scoreboard? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Pike's currently up, got the final, got the first out of the inning. So looks like there's a guy four, up first. You're Pike. four outs in, and you're like, could it be? I'm just saying, like, two days in a row giving up a run before a hit. It's very odd. That is odd. You're right. Uh, no, that's a good point. Um, yeah. And Pike's walked four guys through an inning and a third here. Yeah, man. Um, let's see. That would be one, two. Come across. I got to see. Like, good for them for being the lead here. So, foul, ball, ball, foul, ball, foul, foul. So I hate to break it to you, it would not. Well, yeah, never mind. I, I was going to disappoint myself. So I was like, oh, how many straight runs have they given up since giving up a hit? But it, it was game one of the double header yesterday. That's right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had Pike had to work for that last out of the inning because apparently walked uh, two guys, got an out, then walked another guy, got an out with the sack fly. So that's how the run scored. But uh, I'm looking here. He had to work for that final out against Osborne. Ball, foul, strike, foul, 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 ball, ball, foul, 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 put out. Lord, <laughs> that's son. a long at bat. Yeah, man. What was the count? The- what was that count when, like, when it hit two strikes? When it hit two strikes, finally? Let's yeah. see. It was only a one-two count. Um, boy. That's a it was three straight foul balls, two balls, then th- four more fouls. We find uh, finally a strikeout swinging. It's a bad sign. Yeah. Hey, you got the K though. So, you know, who am I? Yeah, let's um, see. What's this pitch count? Well, what is that? Well, I'm just reminding 31. myself how that run happened. Um, it's going to be a wow, short night yeah, for him. My guy, man. Mike Sh- Shaw Warren. I always blow that yeah. name, but like, shout out though for the no no. Good work. Yeah. I mean, that's guy. still very good. I, like, I saw that. Uh, I misread the tweet. Otherwise, I would have retweeted mm-hmm. it. But I was like, oh, he lost the bid in the bottom. Not uh, they lost the game, but he got the no hitter, which has got to be bittersweet. That's up there with, oh, who's the guy? Somerset. Tinsley. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect game. Loses it. Loses well, one nothing. Shout out to Mike, Mike though, because Shawaran, he's got, oh, he had yeah. a bad game against Gary in the middle game. He's pitched three. He has, yeah. other than that game, he's pitched 12 innings, giving up two runs and one hit. Got walk problems though. Goes without saying after last night. Got some control oh, issues, yeah. my guy. It's all down. Walk six innings. I mean, like oh, I'm getting the sense from the whole country staff. Uh, but yeah, Gary's also oh. down right now. Which can I just say, the Gary Railcats have a podcast too. This ran oh, by really? some random guy. Bad. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He does. Yeah, I've started listening to it. I was like, not bad. Nice. I'll check it out. It's more on the rails than this, but I mean, like, hey. Mm, well, just about everything is. <laughs> Yeah, but is it as entertaining as this? 
that's a good point. I gotta say probably. I have low faith in this episode turning out for you, but I like that you're confident. It feels good. So here's the thing, because I look at my numbers, and every time you come on, they go up higher. So Hell yeah, brother. Nice. Yeah, that and also we had a Q&A question specifically saying, can Ryan come on the show more? And I was like... Make him regret it. I, that, I was like, answers, yes. Huh. But like... I'm okay. in there. Yeah, so I was like, all right, fine. He's coming on every month now. Hey, talk about it this way. Hey, I'm back on the Mike Shawarn thing. I haven't moved on. Other than one inning against Gary, he has pitched 16 innings, allowing three runs. Okay, so I mean, like, he's doing pretty good. Yeah, and and okay, uh, oddly enough, control seems to be his issue. Only one walk in that bad outing. That's hey, man, surprising. maybe keep missing that. <laughs> I can see it now. We're, we're like a month and a half away from the Mike Shawarn uh Pitcher of the year campaign. He is Nile Ball vibes for me. Who, by the way, shout Nile Ball is having a great year in the Atlantic League. He looks much. That is a guy who literally he got an opportunity. I think he was out of baseball. I forget the exact story, but he was out of baseball and then got called up because 2021 was desperate as all hell. And he had a tough go of it in 2021. I think I was at his first or second game actually, and it was a tough scene. Uh, Control issues. But he stuck with it. He went, what, year one, he brought the ERA down to 4.63, which if you remember that season, that was a miracle um, in 2021 Atlantic League. So looked good. And then last year, had a 4.0 ERA. Now he's got a 4.7, but that's after a wonky outing. Like he had a, at the six, I think a sixth inning, like one hit outing this year. Like dude's good. And yeah. he was walking a lot of people and hitting a lot of batters for a while. Like last year. I remember that, yeah. Oh, dude, he'll hit. Oh, he'll, he'll hit you. But uh, this year, two hit batters in 23 innings. My man, Niall Ball, keeping it accurate. Love that from. Can I just say that, like, Tyler Palm is an interesting dude, too. One walk or yeah. four walks. That's how he works. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Like, if you look, look at his four starts five innings, five innings, seven innings, seven innings. No runs, two runs, no runs, two runs. Six hits, six hits, one hit, six hits. One walk, four walks, four walks, one walk. Four strikeouts, five, six, two. It's just so odd. Like it's not normal. Not normal. Yeah. Sure. Like if you look at his and then you look at like the Fargo start and the Lincoln start. What was it? Opponent slugging and opponent average. Exactly three hundred on each of them. Hmm. And if you the um, he's gotten better on base opponent, but yeah, he's just consistent, man. <laughs> one two, yeah. one twelve ERA. So let's see. This also got me on a, a kick of I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened with Trace Lord. You, we talked about it when it happened. That Trace Lord injury was tough the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. In Gastonia, if if y'all didn't see it, he slid in. Great catch. Caught the ball by the way. While he's suffering an injury where he was in excruciating pain. That's a baller right there. Um, so. But slides in, hits the dugout, and I couldn't tell clearly in the angle, and I wasn't going to rewatch it a whole bunch because it sounded like it wasn't pretty. But um, he caught, I think, the leg might have caught both this little cement that sticks up of the dugout steps because turf fields are the devil. And uh, I think it also might have caught the railing, padded railing, but like the the post of the dugout, um, like screened portion. And I don't know, man. I know. It was bad. He was down. He was down, like substantially and like the thing too is 
like he and this is like me thinking about the like personal yeah. side of things he's like a successful youtuber if i'm correct oh yeah yeah like he's like got this account baseball bat bros has like four hundred twenty-four thousand subscribers if oh, that's, that's the same one which what are the odds it's not um i don't know him well enough to be able to like get him by sight because i last year yeah. wasn't going to langster games so because uh, mm -hmm. i was like a ducky but yeah like i'm like bro you might just lost two different income sources unless you can really make that like a rehab account um he may be able to could probably spin it yeah i don't know i don't know let me see here yeah but I mean, speaking of yeah, yeah go ahead. speaking of horrific leg injuries max murphy's rebound pretty good yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I was out of the leg that playoff injury. game. That's yeah. right. That did happen. That's genuinely horrifying to me. Yeah, was I, what was it? Like a collision with Boskin at home? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, losing the MVP of the year. I mean, that's not great. But yeah. like he's bounced back pretty solid. 273, four home runs, 13 RBIs. Not bad. Seven walks. No yeah. stolen bases, though. So that'll be the true test. How old is he? I don't know. Hold on. Let yeah, me just click his profile. Because I think about uh, like with that trace that trace injury. Like I'm looking at like yeah. the thing that sucks is all right, he's gonna lose that season. Yeah. He's not he doesn't rake. But like if he was gonna get it to get like if he yeah. brought it together, hit three hundred rest of the year, could have made a push to get one last shot on the roster. He's twenty eight though. If he's yeah. not gonna be fully healthy the mid twenty nine, that sucks, dude. Uh, oh Murph That's a bum, man. is thirty. Mm, it's tough. November ninety two. So not writing you off though, my guy. It's all Which right. Sucks too because he was coming off of two really solid seasons. Obviously, twenty two was significantly better than twenty one, but batting average pretty much the same. He just hit like freaking twenty more home runs with twenty more RBIs. Walks exactly the same though. Hmm. There you go. Exactly the same. Twenty seven walks each time. So he's on a good pace right now to get above that twenty seven walk mark. Nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's this too. is where it starts to to frustrate me the um, the contract purchasing fees that leagues have, yeah. which we've discussed before. I've discussed at length on my show. Like, it, yeah. it bothers me because okay, say we're paying fifteen grand for a player. Yeah. First of all, first of all, that's nothing to these MLB teams. So let's yeah. not be like oh it's too expensive for them they're cheap call it what it is but um considering they are cheap though it sucks that you know a guy if you're going to take a shot on an indie ball guy who you think might have potential when your options are a you know younger guy who you can put in your system and actually you see something in him and you can actually develop it and mm -hmm. take that time it's one thing but like if you're 28 or older man you know teams are probably not going to roll the dice on that and it sucks yeah. Oh, that yeah. reminds me too. I, I got a DM a couple of days ago, about a week ago actually, that was pretty much asking, like, why is it whenever we see contracts get purchased, it's always pitchers and never position players? And I kind of had to tell them, like, hey, uh, because position players, normally there's someone already in that position that the club kind of invested in, whether that be money or draft pick or something like that. And pitching's hard to come by. And at worst case scenario, the 10 to 15 Gs is going to cost you to pick up a pitcher. You could just have them burn out their arm and save the stud that you're paying like a $5 million signing bonus to his arm for meaningless time in the middle of the year. So essentially, you're just buying innings. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of it. Sometimes it actually matters, but like more often than not, they're like, worst case scenario, we just saved our stud's arm 
And worst, best case scenario is we've got a decent pitcher here. That's kind of it. Pitching's just yeah. hard to find. Yeah, that's exactly it. And the fact that, I mean, it's so much harder to use, utilize a hitter. I mean, yeah. it has to be a position that you have an opening in. I mean, it's probably got to be young so you can start them real far down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's too much of a fee to pay for just a filler. You'll get some yeah. Latin American kid and underpay him terribly to do that. Um, it, it's just, it's a tough one. It, it's such a narrow gap if you're a hitter. Now, pitchers too, like, and you got to consider pitchers are only going to get more prevalent for picking guys up because mm-hmm. I don't even, this is weird, but like if I'm an MLB team and I see a guy strike out, like really on a, like 17 Ks per nine through three or four starts, yeah. I don't even need to see video, but I'll check it because I'm not irresponsible, but I wouldn't even need to see video if I'm them to know yeah. something, something's nasty there. Yeah. And he, he's just that worth grabbing because then with the current technology, the way things have gotten for pitchers where they can hone in and perfect that grip, that release point, really tunnel some th- get the tunneling going and get that, like get them one more pitch. Like it, it I mean, you'd hope certain organizations in particular are going to be like, let's see if he throws a sweeper. Like, you know, it's so much easier to make a guy, a guy. And like, if you're talking, all you need for a stud reliever is two pitches and if that reliever gives you two good months at the major league level ever he's worth it like you can see how pitchers are so much easier to pick up i mean my philosophy and i try not to verbalize it but i'm far enough away from baseball operations now is if you're a relief pitcher i'm sorry brother like i view you as a lottery ticket and that's a good thing for some of you and it's a bad thing for other ones but like I'm from the philosophy of anybody can get hot. If you have one good pitch, you might as well bring a guy out there and let him sling it. And you'll just keep, you know, when someone goes cold, you let him go, you bring in another one, and you see who's hot. And like, that's not a popular opinion, but that is kind of how, especially at these levels where you don't need long term contracts, that's kind of how relievers work. Uh, not a lot yeah. of teams do operate that way. I understand that's more of a cold hearted, terrible t- uh, way to go. And I am primarily a pro player, you know, show. Yeah. But so again, that's why I don't encourage it. But like, that is also how a lot of these major league teams see pitchers. And that's why hell they had to put a rule in place to keep them from like just sending the same dudes up and down and getting fresh arms. Cause they had so many arms that could compete at the major league level in the bullpen that they could just do that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's a whole sidebar. But yeah. it, what I'm saying is if you are trying to get signed as a position player in, in indie ball, I mean, make sure you have something that no one else has. Cause that's kind of yeah. what's going to take. You exactly. got to be bringing like, Josh Sala type power or something crazy like yeah. that. I mean, like that's the thing. Like gun guys like Adam Brett Walker to Japan is like kind of the highlight there. Mm-hmm. Who's also doing very well in Japan, by the way. Hmm. Oh, sorry, I just got a notification tonight's game. The uh, Pacers League. The yeah. Cowboys Roswell game was postponed due to poor field conditions. Fascinating. Well, speaking of weird and Roswell, was it raining? It's Roswell. Oh, are we talking NOCO? No, no. I mean, we could talk NOCO. We definitely yeah, could go yeah. there. But I was going to mention that there was a fire at the uh, Valley Cat Stadium. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it postponed the game power outage. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was you only a short delay. Short delay. It's the middle of sixth inning. The power went out. Oof. Yeah, not great. Yeah, I was I was watching it from work, like watching the tweets. So I was like, I didn't know that uh, yeah. uh, that it was, you know, at that point in the game. It's fascinating. That's an awkward interaction. Yeah. Lexi had a couple of fire alarms go off last year during games. Yeah, that's actually exactly yeah, what Estonia happened. Estonia maybe did. Yeah, that's there. what happened with Valley Cats. Fire alarm went off, was going off for like a half hour. Fire department showed up, turned the thing off. Apparently, there was a small fire. They put it out, and then the power went out uh, in the sixth. Damn. 
that's a yeah. tough one. Yeah, fire the fire alarm was going off before the game though. But the problem is today was their Daryl Strawberry game. So Straw was there beforehand uh, yeah. doing a meet and greet. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, and throwing out the first pitch and all that. So I don't know how that all went. But uh, yeah, the, yeah. Good for Strawberry getting out there though. Like I'm fine yeah. with that. Um sorry, I'm just checking here. Uh, yeah. so I'm sorry, I'm like fascinated by a, a Roswell field condition stuff. I there yeah. must have been something must have happened last night where yeah. they took issue with it because and I'll have to maybe do a deep dive into something, but it, because it not like it rained. Like I could be understanding if like Roswell's not a big tarp field, but yeah. um I mean there was like maybe like point three inches of rain at like two AM. Okay. So I'm fascinated by whatever the hell just caused by the way, ninety degrees right now in Roswell. Caliente. Thirty six degree wind, maybe that or thirty six mile power wind, maybe that's something to do with it. But like I don't know, it could be dust storms or something crazy. I'll have to do some digging on that one. But um to the point, yeah, uh that's I am fascinated by all weird uh, delays and things like that. The mound thing. I didn't yeah. want to like make it an anti-Lexington thing last year, but like I was going to talk about it no matter what, because that's, oh, I'm sorry, we're not playing because there's a whole amount. Amazing. Indie ball as hell. I mean, really that, like, I think NOCO is like the most indie ball way of doing things mm-hmm. where the ballpark itself looks like a D2 college stadium. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't mean that, Necessarily in a bad way. It's a really nice park. It's just like doesn't look like a professional park from like a couple of pictures I've seen of it. And the fact you didn't think maybe we need this extra stanchion light over home plate is kind of an interesting thought process. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one. I like yeah. I I mean I just DM'd you, but like yeah. did you did you talk Noco last week? I did no, I think I mentioned it briefly. That right. uh, that like the lights were an issue. I definitely didn't talk about the thing that was yesterday, which was they had to postpone it due to heat or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that was what it was. I, it was weather or something. I thought it was a fire thing. I don't know for certain though. I don't want to say that without knowing it for certain. I remember it was weather, but oh, wow. Okay, it's oh wow. Um, I have a DM sitting here that's been like a request. Ah, uh, so we won't we won't read any more of that. But yeah, so that was uh. That was who sent that. Okay, never mind. I was just sending my DMs for like since uh, Tuesday. My bad, dude. But, I, I don't know. They had, oh my god, boy, Noco cannot catch a break. I think they're maybe on the. Where are they at? Are they home right now? They are okay. home right now. They had to be home. Yeah, dude. They got severe the, thunderstorm warning. Guess who's not finishing that game tonight? Oh hell no! They're doing that. Mm-hmm, no way. They're, they're playing. Bad, that whole situation is <sighs> bad. I feel bad. And you know what? And that's what frustrates me. Like, I'm sure the coaches probably were told new facility, all that, yada, yada. Like, I'm sure the players were also, like, told that. And then they show up and we're like, damn. Oh, my God. Did you see the tw- underneath the tweet that said extreme weather, no game? Let me check it. Let me check it. The This one they dude, he posted a picture. He posted a picture outside the complex. I think, I think it's outside the complex. Clear skies. Oh. Dang. Hey, is that? It was made by both teams head coaches at 5 p.m. as it was not safe in Windsor around the field. We made the best decision when considering player and fan safety. What was the weather situation? Let me pull up a little weather. A fire. Oh, are we a weather pod now? Let's go. You bet your ass we are. <laughs> All right, let me pull what weather underground had going on last night at 5. Um, da, 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 da. Whoa, it's been wild. That's for sure. Um. I'm just looking at temperature though, so what do I know? Weather. 20, whoa. Whoa. Okay, hold on. 
severe thunderstorm two days ago. Oh, I'm back in. I'm not even yeah. here. Northern right. Colorado, right all around Fort Collins and down to Loveland. Not quite making it out to, uh, to Greenlee. Yeah. Uh, it's, like, uh, let's see. One day ago expires in 22 hours. Uh, severe thunderstorm warning for West Central, Weald, and Southeastern Larimer County. Okay. I got Fire. some detail. Yeah. Here we go. So based on the weather report, so the five o'clock theme was called at there was no rain all day except for 0.15 inches per hour of rain at i mean 4 56 p.m so right around the five o'clock line it stopped raining right after that that's not on them okay. um but in that time between 4 p.m and 4 43 p.m the temperature dropped 15 degrees and the wind went it at 3 p.m there was like maybe nine mile per hour wind gusts and zero wind to like 37 mile per hour wind okay that'll do so, it yep i will give noco a pass on that one yep you're good yeah okay yeah yeah Pack uh, it up all right yeah they could just then say that like just say excessive wind conditions they're being all sketchy about stuff because they're all sensitive now they're not allowing comments on instagram because they know they're going to get clowned hey own it like here here's the thing if it's going to be a mess make it just make it a joke like i i would just you know you lean in like yeah. i know nobody wants to make themselves look like a joke but if you lean in there's a way to go about it like honestly sorry to talk about lexington again but like the way we leaned into the genomes thing last year on social media and just like played with it and that kind of helped the reception like there is a way to do it like make it like day like daylight specials or something like t-shirts that say like um don't come home until the like the lights come on or something like the old like putting your kid out in the neighborhood. Yeah, like there's there's opportunity there. It's not making night owls type of joke here. Oh my god, yeah, that's right there. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Without putting much thought into it, you can either just go easy day owls or no night owls. I'm not trying to act like the expert on things. I'm sure in the moment it's very hard. It's a very difficult thing to like try to navigate. But like I'm also like, yeah, especially when you're newer there too, because that's only what the second season in Northern Colorado because they were in Orem, Utah before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it, you're trying to build it out, new field there. I, I get it, but I mean they handled it well. Like that's the thing. Me and Will said last week was like, all things considered, like they handled the light situation well. The statement, the way they then took care of the people with tickets, like all in all, it felt good. Fine. Apology, yeah, you were right. The statement was good. Yeah. yeah. So like you can have a little fun with it because people know like you're good. You made your serious statement for people there. So now you go ahead and capitalize on it because the rest of the Pioneer League does a good job with that. Yeah, I've said before, I'm impressed by the marketing job the Pioneer League does, for sure. Uh, I mean, they're going to have some challenges, I think, at some point, because they do have deals with Major League Baseball. I think that's running out, I think, after this year. might have even been before. I'm a little fuzzy on that one, but it'll be interesting to see how things go after that, uh, what the funding looks like and, you know, what the momentum looks like. I think that's also related to why you see a lot of random Pioneer League guys get signed, too. Yeah, true. They're an interesting boat. But speaking of Pioneer League stuff, because I, I re-screwed him last week on the preview, because when we started that preview, I had about 30 or so minutes to get to work, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of stuff we had to get through, so we were cutting that thing short. Uh, so I apologize to Pioneer League people, because I was harsh to you last week, but uh, Boise's doing really well. Six and two. Good for mm-hmm. them. Yep. 
one of the few teams I actually got the preview down for. Yeah, dude, previews are a struggle. Yeah, preview season just sucks so much. Well, it's like I've at learned... first it's fun, but then it gets real bad real quick. Yeah, I mean, making this a Ryan pod for a second. Yeah, my issue has been I knew I had to expand how I did yeah. uh, the the previews and projections. And it was taking too much time because I was just worried about the Atlantic League. That's not bad. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was like, all right. So I basically had to reinvent how I do that, check all that, test it. Okay. And then at that point, I was starting in like preseason doing previews. And what I'm realizing mm-hmm. is like, you, what I should have done is just yeah. done projections for everybody, like grab 10 a day from random teams, like just 10 to 15 guys a day the moment the seasons are over. And start doing yeah. projections because they don't change, and then you can apply them to whatever team they end up on. And I did not, and that's how Ryan ended up in a bad situation. So talk about living and learning, and probably I'll still make the same mistake. But here's yeah. that's See, what the, that is. The problem for me is I don't really do anything that's special for the preview. I just take the rosters from each of the teams, throw them in an Excel doc, with, like relevant stats from the past year. And I just kind of look at that and then gauge it off of last year's stats. So like where the team finished as a team staff for like home runs for this, for that, and then compare that to the ballpark conditions. So that way I can kind of go, all right, no one hits home runs here. They kind of knew that they have like two power hitters and the rest of them are all like average guys. And then just kind of look to see where the guy played last year and then kind of, you know, do the math in my head pretty much. So I can't really do that until I have rosters because Mm -hmm. like I learned after year one of trying to be on top of it, Oh, off-season signings don't really mean much because half these guys are going to get cut before opening day. So don't waste your time just loading all this in. And the big signings are waiting to see if they make an MLB spring training. Exactly. Yep. So there's no way you can really get ready for it. You just have to wait for like the last two or three days and then go on a blitz and do like 15 teams in two days. And they each take like 90 minutes to like 45 minutes if you're efficient with it to do. So you're doing the math and you're like, that's going to be like 10 hours of work I got to do across five days, which really isn't that bad. But how much time do you really have to just sit down and do it? And how much mental stamina do you have to sit and go from an Excel doc to baseball reference to like Wikipedia to find like ballpark dimensions because a lot of teams just don't put ballpark dimensions on their website, which is just annoying. Also, by the way, King County's now uh, down two. It's five three. They have one hit, so they've gotten three runs on one hit. Hey, at least they did it the honest way. They got to hit this time around. Fair, that's fair. Also, Milwaukee's beating the hell out. Oh God, it's seven one now over Gary. Uh, all those nice things we said about Gary may have to take back. I know they haven't sliding a little bit. They did start hot. Yeah, I gotta give them credit though. They did better than I thought. Yeah, Irwin had a bad start. Three and a third, five earned. Yeah, on base sixteen. Not good. Not good boys. Uh, I'll, I'll say it though. Tucson and Austin are back at it tonight, so I know I'll be watching that game. Yep. So, what are your thoughts on the flow sports thing? Because I refuse to pay for it. I'm not paying for it. Also, Gastonia game went final. Oh wow, that was yeah, quick. Quick game. Uh, seven four. Gastonia. Mm, fair enough. And Frederick took a lead. They scored four in the bottom of the fifth. Yeah, man. That offense will explode. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, anything. So, Full sports. Thoughts on it. Uh, I have it. Um, shout yeah. out to whoever helped me get that hook up. But um, so yeah. I was not about to pay for it, let's be honest. But uh, the 
the first thing to be clear on is Flow Sports does not do the broadcast. Yeah. They host the broadcast. So I, and I feel bad because like I was critical of it just because I was frustrated yeah. first couple of days in particular when I before I settled in a little bit. But like if it's a bad broadcast, like it's probably because it's a bad broadcast before Flow Sports was involved anyway. Okay. Um so that's part one. Mm. Now with that, Flow Sports is too expensive. And especially when you consider that the broadcast that they're hosting is not very good, that's an issue. So I think it if it is going to be that price and if the teams are going to work with Flow Sports. I think Flow Sports also, I mean, not Flow Sports, the, organ, the, the teams involved also need to take responsibility for their broadcasts in a way that reflects the fact that they are getting money from Flow mm-hmm. Sports for these deals. That reflects the fact that the fans watching, as few as there may be, yeah. are paying good money. More at times than you would pay for like a home stand of tickets. And the be cognizant of the fact that if you, you know, okay, who knows how many viewership's got to be low. It's got to be bad. But um, if it is that bad, putting on a good product will, like we said with Jackal's attendance previously in Sioux Falls attendance, begin to bring more people in. And it it comes down to, though, just, I think, respect to the fans. And that's always what's bothered me. It's so dismissive. It's understanding that they sacrificed what is good for the fans for their own money. And it's probably not even a long-term deal. Well, maybe it is, but I I can see it being long-term. Yeah, it probably, but it's just frustrating to see them take the payday when so much of it is based on, um, you know, the fans and maybe because of the payday, maybe it's now less based on those ticket sales. Maybe they don't stress as much about the ticket sales side. I mean, ticket sales have been down. Uh, you could argue we're heading recession bound and that's going to be shortening it up a little bit more unless you've nicely established your value. Um, yeah. And maybe that's why this move was made by these leagues at this time. But I, I definitely find it frustrating. Um, and I know the potential is high with flow because flow racing is actually quite good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just the same bad broadcast, but for much more money. Yeah. See, I, I've went on my rants with them before i didn't realize that the well i kind of assumed that the teams are going to be the ones that are putting out on the flow which is going to slap their brand on it probably tells the graphics package to them mm-hmm. but it just the price point is what gets me it's just it's it's way too much like i just don't get it like i, I like i get it but like at the same point in time i just don't understand you know what's the benefit unless the payout is that big to the leagues if the payout is enough to justify then great but otherwise it's you know, I I've said my piece on them before, but uh, interesting little bit because I just was looking around scoreboards to see if there's any other interesting bits we want to talk about. Which the more and more we do this podcast, the more and more I'm realizing that we really should just have like one weekly like live stream that goes on for two hours, just talking about random games going on around the league. But that's what I'm eventually going to have. I'm finally getting into doing episodes again this week. Sorry if you're a follower of my show. I've not been posting episodes. It's because I. Uh, uh, I have ADD and I've been very busy at work. Bad combo. Uh, that's never good. But mm-hmm. if you want to find a fun box score to gawk at real quick, Ooh. swing over to uh, the Boulder Empire State great game and look how Empire State scored their runs. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tucker Nathan's also just hit a bomb in the bottom of the fourth too, by the way. Damn. All right. Love to see yeah, Tucker do tuck. well. The old Tuck job. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh different. God. That's a different yeah, party. Is um, it similar to t- to uh, Tuck Tucker? Tuck Tucker, man. Oh, Keep it Tuck Tuck Tucker. 
I need to see Tucker Nathan set a bomb off of Tuck Tucker. Yeah, that feels like a space time continuum issue. Um, oh, sorry, I'm I just sorry. got over. I was like deep in the Frontier League schedule. Um, yeah. Nine, okay, gave up an eight spot in the first. Tough scene, Empire State. Boy, yeah. talk about a killer. Oh, sorry. How did they score their runs? That's what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so in the first inning, I would just go homer to right for the boulders, double yeah. to left, scores a couple, double to center, double to right, double to right center, double to right. Jesus, single. Okay, Empire State, fielder's choice, advanced to second on a throwing error, and then a homer. But did you inside read the, type? the park? There you are. And inside, inside the park, the three park, run home run. Three run homer. The hell happened there? I told you, man. This is a fun box card. You got to use your flow sports and go back and look at it. Yeah, for sure. Well, then it's got to be garbage fire. Um, got to take the clip and toss it on there. You want to talk about a bad situation, though, if you're yeah. Empire State. Um, Empire State having, oh, I'm just checking where they're heading from here. Um, God, oh, my man, God. The schedule for the Frontier League is tough. Oh, Gettys, man. Like, yeah, while you're pulling that up, Zach Gettys was a dude on the mound. They let him stay in there for the full eight innings or full eight runs in the first inning. He took 15 pitches to get out of it. You have to. Like, that's uh, the thing. I get going, it, but like that's just an act. They're of going to Tri-City after this. And they're not going to win. Short, well, I don't want to say they're not going to win there. They got their first win there, which I would have. Mm -hmm. That's what I should have asked Pete when we had him on the show. I should have asked him, what was the mood in the room after you guys lost Empire State? Mm, that's, that's not a fun one. Yeah. Um, I think you would have given me an answer, too. Yeah, I think so. Because Pete doesn't care. He'll just be like, oh, we weren't happy. Yeah. Um, where the hell did this go? So that's one. They're going to Tri-City. That is what I was actually about to look up to if they had kept the pitcher in there. I mean, you got to. It sucks. But if you're on Empire State, you're going to get hung out there sometimes. Uh, that's yeah. just – that's it's our man. You're, you're on the bus ride team. You got to preserve. Um, heading back to standings real quick. My bad on that headache. Okay. Yeah. Empire State – the reason you gotta like fight that fight is because you need to win one out of three games. You have to win a game each series. If you win one out of three, that's gonna put you probably in a battle for seventh. But if you steal a couple second games here and there, now you might be in a battle for sixth or fifth. And with that weird Frontier League playoff where a bunch of teams get in, maybe you have a shot eventually. No, that, At least you're frontier. respectable. Frontier's normal. Frontier's normal. Yeah, how many do they have again? Oh my god. Three. Three per division. Free per division. That's right. Yeah. So it's hard to get in. You're not getting in. You're just fighting for any win you can. I get that. But also <laughs> with that, like, yeah, you're gonna have to hang someone out to dry because yeah. wins are so hard to come by. You can't eat this loss after eight runs in the first and then give away tomorrow. You just can't do it. Yeah. Not a great day. Pike's giving up hits now. Now he's starting to get tagged. God. By right. four. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen. I want Empire State to do well. I'm putting this out there to anybody from Empire State who could be listening. I'm trying to get on the bus with y'all for a week this year. So we'll I'm see. I'm, I keep saying, and I know why leagues don't want to do it. I mm -hmm. understand why leagues don't want to do it. But if you made content about the road team, traveling mm -hmm. with the road team, going mm -hmm. through and showing the grind, I'm yep. telling you that would do ratings. I get why you don't want to do it because it, it's a bad optic. I get it. But the numbers it would do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be a bad optic because yeah. it's all in how you do it. it. People are so afraid of like the big picture, but they don't think about it. It's about how you shine the light on it. Like yeah. if it is 
if you do a good job featuring the stories of the guys, it will be about the stories and not about the the big topic. The the big topic of the bus rides will just be sort of the through line. And then throughout it, you're visiting every Frontier League park. You're visiting every team. You can feature each a different team every time. Some of the stars on those, like the product, the interesting things about each ballpark, why fans should go. Now you're selling tickets around the league as this team travels. They're a traveling marketing thing. And then maybe people actually want to go see the Empire State Grays when they're in town, and that sells more tickets. I'm telling y'all, that is yeah. a move. I, I'm just, I, yeah. I have like this thought of doing like those single shot ones where you kind of like have the diary cam thing set up mm -hmm. in the back of the bus. Oh, dude, that's a great idea. Like the optic of that, where like you can even set them up so that way you have like a window kind of in view. Obviously, that's going to suck for the shot because now you're. You're messing with the lighting on it, but mm -hmm. you could go ahead and have like the countryside going by in the background and whatnot. Follow these dudes around each of the cities and whatnot. Like you, I have this like whole view. Maybe not like Hard Knocks, but like I'm not sure you remember when they did like the 24/7, the Road to the Winter Classic kind of yep. thing, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. I have that in mind, man. Yeah, and mic up some guys. Absolutely. Some yep. Yeah, Absolutely. I do. And I, I really think too, if you get the right personalities, like you don't need to do Savannah Bananas, but you can get some good personalities that stand out. And like, you know what will feel good for the Empire State guys if anybody is asking for their autographs like consistently. Like that's oh, yeah. sick. So I, here's a, a thing I'll say. Then we gotta. I, I unfortunately have to wrap, and I I hope we didn't just waste a ton of time on this pod. But no, um, the I. Tr I'm enthralled by the concept of the Road Warriors in the Atlantic League. I, mm. I've done a deep dive into how that was supposed to work and how it got messed up by certain teams, not playing and being team players about how that was supposed to happen. But oh, um, I have a guess I, on which teams it was. Oddly enough, I know who you're going to say, and it wasn't yeah. necessarily them. They were really? a main backer of the concept, and they were pretty mad when really? teams weren't playing along. Yeah, that's. A, I, mm -hmm. I guess it makes sense considering, but like. Well, That's when you remember that the the person who is funding most of this is also yeah. the one who is signing off on the ideas, they don't want to see the idea become an embarrassment. Fair, fair, yes, fair. So there's that. But I have always been so into it. I've done enough baseball operations where, like, I know the the contract stuff. I will put this out publicly, and I'll put it out there on mine too. If anybody's running a travel team in one of the indie leagues, I will do your baseball operations, and I'll do it for minimal pay because I'm fascinated and I'm down, but I got to get some creative freedom on it. But yeah. like, I'd be about it. I, I think it's such a unique challenge. I think it could be so cool. I think there's a way to do it that it won't, Hey, we're not breaking 500 poppy, but like, could be a good time. Um, I'm like passionate about that. I've, I've said that for years. Like when there was a possibility of a road warriors team around the genomes and I was yeah. already heading into Lexington, I, I was already speaking up like, yo, put that team in my hands. It's fine. I'll do it. Like, I want it so bad. Um, I think it's I think it's really cool. And I think it's like the most wild, like throwback barnstorming vibe you can have. Man, Shame I that the barnstormer's that name is already taken. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I read well, that I book, think, though. I always think of that book, uh, Only Rules It Has to Work. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, St. Paul one, yeah. And uh, yeah. no, 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 no. Oh, no, oh I think of the other one. I think of, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, the one with, what was it, the Pacifics? Yes. Because I that. know it was a Pacific Association team. I don't remember the, which one, but I think it was like the Pacifics. Yep. Ben Lindbergh and Sam Miller. Sam Miller, by the way, I'll shout out every time. is one of the best baseball writers out there. But he, um, that's where they took only analytics and ran an entire uh, Pacific Association team with analytics only but the catch was like a stereotypical money ball vibe 
the manager was not with it. He was like, nah, dude, don't like it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was like, uh, it, it was a really interesting story, but I, I do think kind of that energy would be fine. He made the playoffs too, almost won the championship. So did it work? Kind of. I mean, look, playoffs are, are coin flips. So if you lose in the playoffs, it's what it is. But. How come everybody I bring on here as a guest or as a co-host always says the same thing? Because it is finally being realized by people. You cannot gauge your success by what happened once you, when you were in the playoffs. You got to gauge it by whether you made it. Also, by the way, Corral Prime's pitching tonight. Yeah, and that was a really bad overlook for me. I didn't realize that he's doing all that. Yeah, no, he's doing pretty... Oh, this isn't great. Not well. Uh, well, no, he's doing fine right now. Oh, he got out of it. Okay. Basically. Yeah, I think it was a basis low situation. I just clicked on, and I'm not really familiar with the point streak live game, but yeah, I, th- yeah, I think it was a basis low situation. Base mm-hmm. hit out, base hit. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was basis low situation, but he got out of it. There was two outs. He got uh, Akinbaugh to strike out. Um, nice, but yeah, yeah. I'm just looking like. Yeah, do we have anything they, they, interesting else? Because I know you have... Oh, Milwaukee just made a 10-1. Anything yeah. else interesting before I do the plug so that way you can Not leave? Not really, oh. man. This was a garbage fire, but I appreciate it, man. I had a good time. You know, I have a fun, I, honestly, I'm telling you, we need to do an Indie Ball Tonight show. That's really the fun I would, thing. So my concept... So the, what we're aiming for on Indie Ball Nation side of things is to do two weekly episodes where right. one is recapping the weekend on Monday, and that'll be more in-depth because it's Monday. you got more wiggle room on time. The other one's like a quick episode Thursday night and Friday morning talking about like, uh, you know, like the series that just happened previewing the weekend series and then getting out there, no extra topics. And, um, uh, bro, like I'd be down to just live stream, uh, Thursday one. Cause then no editing. It's just the vibe. Cause you already got to wait till the, the West coast games are over. God punch okay. me in the face. That's what keeps me from doing the series reviews. Honestly, like I want to do a daily one for scores and whatnot. I'm just like, they're not done till like one in the morning. I'm not going to start editing together graphics at one in the morning. That's just not going to happen. I'm not going to do it in the morning either. So like, I just scrapped that whole idea. But honestly, like I'm down for like a live stream idea on like a Thursday. Just pick like, honestly, you can even do just do like a red zone thing. We just jump around like at different things and just kind of shoot the shit for just it. Or commentate it. Yeah, pretty much. You mean just, what we just did for the last half hour? Pretty much. Yeah. This is really good. <laughs> honestly. It. This is either going to go great or horribly. I don't know which it is, but it's definitely going to be one or the other. I'm just doing I'm one not last kidding. Let, let us know. You don't need to give Nick the negative feedback. You can send it to me. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I like I send it if you want. We, I think we're both kind of open to new yeah. like formats, and and I'm trying to find my format still that works great for like the kind of stuff I like to talk about. So, yeah, we'll see. But I, I do. I think it's an, a vibe, and I might just experiment with doing that kind of episode and seeing what happens. Like, um do like just a late night like that's what it should be talking, oh my god so i'm going to do it sorry i just had a moment i think it's okay. going to be talking about the series that have wrapped up american frontier alpb yeah. and just like live look in audio version of the pioneer and the pecos like that's a it. legit indie ball after dark show yeah like real sexy like that oh my god that's fantastic oh if you want a game to watch right now, when, like when we wrap this up, Quebec, mm-hmm. Quebec oh. Miners. It was three three, and then Profar just hit a single jack, give him the lead, oh. top of the eighth. He said, "Check that boot." He he read the tweet from their GM saying our bullpen's good, and was like, "They are, are they?" 
tell Tyler Thornton that who got tagged for three in the morning, and then uh, Adams Adams was the one that gave up the shot, but uh, Thornton yeah. had a decent start, five oh, and two thirds. And, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, who said that? You're, you're not talking about Quebec. You're talking about uh... no. I'm talking about Quebec, uh, Sussex County, right now. Who said the bullpen was good? Their, their GM. GM tweeted out uh, the Sussex GM. Yeah, yeah, you didn't see. The oh, movie. all right. No, yeah, I, I, their bullpen I, I don't know why I thought. Uh, I thought you were talking Scalabrini. I was like, that's a bold choice from him. He doesn't usually do that. Yeah, no, Scalabrini. Yeah. He's he's dead quiet. Like, yeah, he's confident, but he's quiet. You don't say oh shit. Guy, your roster better be good. You took yeah. a bunch of the guys from the Jackals. Yes. Well, no, other way around. I think it was. Mm. Jackal, Jackals. Bobby took his guys. Like they have some Jackals, but like as far as in the lineup. Yeah, I guess so. Like, they got Agresti from him. But like yeah. their bigger thing is they brought back Stupinski. They brought mm-hmm. in Will Zimmerman, who I've been high on since I saw him in Quebec or not mm-hmm. Quebec, uh, Fargo. And uh, then they brought in some other guys like Jawan Harris is pretty good. Escal is pretty good. But yeah, like pitching is normally decent on. But yeah, no, uh, uh, Sanjimino, he's like minor bullpen ERA of 1.07 on the season and a whip of 0.76 in 15 games. Myers will look to take the series. At Skyland Stadium tonight at 7.05. That was yesterday, May 31st. They did not, in fact, take the series. No. No, but. no, no. I, I'm so interested in relief versus starting stats. I love that's one of my favorite grid, like, yeah. charts, which is, like, ERA. Like, you know, one of those ones where it's, like, you know, like a quad chart where on one side you have, you know, how yeah. many, what the relief ERA is, and on the other you have what the starting ERA is. So if you're, like, top corner, you're great on both. Um I would love to do that, but nobody has a good split. Like, like nobody has an easy to work with split like that, and I, I hate it. Um, anyway, um, in any case, yeah, I should probably let you get out of here. So, yeah, but, probably. My yeah, wife's let me, like, let, me the, let me let me hit my plugs, and you can hit your plugs, and then we can leave. Hell yeah, I got some yeah. weird plugs today, so it's perfect. Oh, awesome! So I'm looking forward to that. So let me get my stuff out of the way. So this wraps up our basically conversational show. Every time Ryan comes on, we just kind of talk and you guys seem to like it. So hopefully we'll continue to do that. Thanks for coming on. Why? Anyway. Oh yeah. You know, I'm around. Yep. Uh, so yeah, you want to find the show, you can go ahead, do so Twitter and indie ball pod on Instagram, indie ball report. It's very weird for me not to say a second thing. It's so weird. Cause I've just been like for three years saying, at AOPB underscore knows, even though Will hasn't done that in like 18 months. But mm-hmm. like, it's still weird for me not to plug that. So don't go there anymore. It's dead. But uh, yeah, Andy Ball Pod or Andy Ball Report, pretty much every website, IndieBallReport.com. Got show notes, got episodes, got other stuff. Go there. Ryan's hey. got plugs. I'm interested to hear him because he said they were weird. So go, oh, we go drop plug. the ball. We dropped the ball super bad because we didn't even talk about the fact that you and I have like the first sort of like combined indie ball top ten poll going on. Uh, that would be a weekly you know it's bad too. What What's I have my bad? notes open on the page and like the uh, middle thing is indie ball rankings. Yeah, you know we should even we'll talk about it. Like we should have some sort of like side project, like maybe a ten minute conversation every week yeah. about the rankings. I just got um, a good idea for this ranking thing. We can incorporate it into the live stream. End the live stream by announcing the rankings for the week. Not bad. I like doing it on Monday though. True, true. It gives true. me the time. It gives me a little bit That's of time good. where like That's only a few teams play. Sorry to shoot that down, but yeah, that Monday I, I cherish. Um, so, it like, drives mean, me nuts that the American Association likes dropping like a one Monday night game or like one Monday, uh, Monday afternoon. I'm like, yo, could you not do that? Like, 
I get why they're doing it because it's easy. Oh, I love it. I do because I like having baseball too. Like, yeah, but like at the same time, it's like I got like twenty games on any given night. Like, guys, come on. And I'm trying to break. And I'm really trying to like do good up to date stats and like never fails. Like it'll be some pitcher pitching in the game who I want to talk about how well he's doing. But I know if he if I say it and then I record it as he's pitching, he's going to get shelled for eight large, and I'm going to mean you know looking like an idiot. So it's just, it's always a mess. Um, but that's the first thing. So you and I will figure out kind of the best format on that. But I like the way we did it. So that's good. Yeah, I think you're very good. well received. Um, if we're talking about uh, Inconvenient American Association schedules, shout out to Mount Yazel, the guy doing their uh, whip around oh, right now. Yeah. Like him. He's good. He knows his stuff. Yeah. But yeah, um, moving right along. Um, yeah. I will say, first and foremost, plug in my stuff uh, at Indie Ball Nation on like whatever. So yep. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube managed to get it all on the same page, which is cool. Um, the uh, Spotify and whatever other podcast platforms, and there should be an episode hopefully recorded tonight. We'll see. This one later than I thought. It's going to be a close call, but whatever. Um, beyond that, uh, I got a weird request here, and it okay. is it, it, this is what I said was going to be a weird one. Uh, I personally yeah. uh, work heavily off of the stat win probability added. And you might be like, Ryan, what do you, why are we saying this now? This isn't what this part of the show is for. Uh, I'm going to use this to plug the fact that I'm trying to put together some sort of thing that will track win probability added, like the basically odds of winning that are increased by a player during the course of a game slash season. Uh, however, you have to like strip uh, the info and data from like play by play to get that. And I am not okay. talented enough to do that. So if anybody out there thinks they have the skill set to do that, and help me out and honestly donate your time because your boy uh if i start spending any more money on indie ball than the tickets and travel i do uh i think uh i might return home to uh not a wife so uh I don't worry i'm going in the family lobby that. could help you excellent work well i'll keep on speed dial my guy um so yeah definitely you know let me know if that's something you'd be interested in and if not that's okay i didn't expect this to work out anyway but you know yeah. i'm trying out here yeah, it's worth a shot. I mean, just Here's like right off. now, if you look at Staten Island right now, they got the bases loaded, one away. York's kicking the crap out of Long Island, but uh, Staten Island's in position to win. Good for them, dude. One out of every three, man. Yeah, it's just a question: of what happens yeah. to that middle game? Hey, bases loaded, one away, split count. Brady Feigl on the hill. One um, run game. Let me before I sign off. I'm going to see if I'm right about something because yeah. that would be a nice way for me to end. Yeah. Um, let's see. As I don't think, oh man, why is it impossible to why find results? The, hell out of them? the Atlantic needs to get together, big dog. Yeah. Um, that was the other thing I was going to bring up that we didn't get time to get to, but I'm going to get to another one, which was, which is the worst league to handle the social media. No, the Atlantic League. See, I'm almost come to the go frontier. They never post anything. Nope, you're right. I Because the teams are better, it covers it. The, yeah. the teams are better at posting. Yep. Yeah. yeah that's so they just kind of give it to the teams. They tried. I will admit, and I met some of the social media people over there mm-hmm. at the frontier, and they're nice, but I don't really know like what the league directive is. But I don't think they know either, and I think you know there's that's a different attitude too. Like the Pioneer League has sort of that we're all going the same direction thing, and I think you know other leagues are more hesitant or they just don't have that kind of leverage because they're sort of inner conflict within the league. Yeah. And that kind of affects the the product that ends up going out there. Um, I am really not going to be able to find this. Anyway. What's that? Oh, God, why? Let me see. 
I'm trying to find like, hey, Atlantic, if you could get like a convenient schedule with results on it, that would be sick. Oh, that, yeah, what I can find give. that. Yeah, not with that attitude. Ooh. Well, there is one. There's one site, and I can literally not remember the name of the R Sports Central. Uh, oh, that Shout one, out to yeah. R Sports Central, which has the most random collection of like articles and stuff. I barely know who it's from. I barely know who's running it, but shout out because you have bailed me out so many times on trying to find like recent like streaks in the Atlantic League because they don't handle it like adults. Um, uh, balls of steel moment in the Sussex game. There was two runners on, both in scoring position with two away. Adams gets the final guy to strike out swinging. Balls of steel moment should be like a future band name. Um, like walk-off? Oh, very good one. Um, okay. I'm going to keep so, doing yeah. albums for that. My theory was correct, though. Like yeah. Staten Island, remember I said they're They've improved to be that team that takes one game a series and yep. they fight for a second one. So started out with that uh, loss against Charleston, then they had two rounds. Doesn't count. Yep. Uh, they took one of three against Long Island. They did get swept by York, but then they went one of three with Southern Maryland, two of three with Long Island, mm. two of three with Lancaster, one of three with Southern Maryland, one of three with Long Island, one of three with Lexington, and oh, it might, might have been two of two of four with Lexington. So that's a plot twist, and then. One, they're going for two right now with Frederick. So, like, that's it. They don't sweep. They ain't going to sweep you. But, like, no they may not, but they just had, like, what the hell? They're not, they're not going to sweep They had, like, them. bases loaded with one out. And they got a sacrifice double play. Well, you see, it's because they already have their win. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of I'm taken back by this. Like I I can't let you go until I discuss. Like what the yeah, Jack yeah. Elliott flies into the sacrifice double play. Center fielder Leobaldo Cabrera to second baseman Sterling Castro. Aunt Hale Aguilar scores across the third. Uh, Bionic. So, it, so it's a stack fly where the guy got thrown out. Yeah. Okay, that follows. I thought when you said sacrifice, I was like, did that man bump? And you need to yeah, put him back. Sacrifice bump. double play. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I just, double play reads like it was probably because you say double play, yeah. you think infield, but like yeah. it was, you know, it's an outfield assist situation, which is more palatable, I guess. Yeah, it it's just I, I've well. never, I've never, like, I'm sure I've seen this somewhere before, but I've just never read that before. So it just took me back. Did he say, did it say that he was thrown out at second? It didn't say where he was thrown out. All it says is a uh, sacrifice double play. Cabrera to second baseman casual. I'd assume second base if that was the case. Mm. Mm, that's bad. Gotta put that runner, guy yeah, because runner on third scores, obviously. Guy that was on second, on second went to third, and then runner at first went oh, to second. Oh, he made it to third. Yeah. Mm. And that was a fly ball to, sorry, like to back this all the way up again, but this yeah. was a fly ball to where? Center, I think, because Cabrera got it, and he's Whoa. a center fielder. So. You cannot be going to second in that situation. What are you doing? You're going yeah. into the throw. Yeah, no, that's bad work. Um, that, I will that's that's going to be a discussion with Homer. I remember uh, who was it? Uh, Lancaster got thrown out at second base, stealing a bag to end a rally and end the game uh, a Can't little bit ago. That. You know what's funny? I had a whole thing and I didn't record an episode that week because reason. But um, I will say this: I did the math and it kind of checked out. Yeah, like I wouldn't have said it was a good move. I think, but like basically the run expectancy added by making that move did go up, and okay. I think that's worth something. Um, but I yeah, see the one. old head in me is like still sticking with don't Third you don't make that final out. out. Mm -hmm. Like if you yeah. get like if you got gun trying to stretch one fine, but like mm 
uh, still base running. You don't want the game to end on base running. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough no. one. Um, I'm still hanging in here because I have one thing I'm trying to look at, and for the life of me, I know it's somewhere and I can't oh, find Frederick it. Frederick just got it back. Well, there you go. That's about right. My my question was: Have Staten Island recorded a sweep yet? They have. Spoiler alert. I'm seeing how many. I'm currently at one. Ironically enough, they swept York uh, in that one, and that is who swept them this year, which would be a fun little plot twist. Um, they have a few three-game winning streaks, which is kind of a sad sentence from last year. Um, uh, yeah, no, I believe last year they had, I believe they had one sweep last year. Yeah. Uh, unless they swept the genomes late in the year because the genomes packed it in. Could be. Um, yeah, D'Lo was also the guy that gave him the lead home run, solo shot, or tie it. Yeah, lead six five. Yeah. Oh, that's about right. Yeah, I was, when I saw, I was like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. And Gateway just swept Lake Erie. There it is. Yeah, yep, that was not a sweep. Yeah, so they had one sweep last year. They have one sweep in their team history. They have been swept once this year. So we'll see if they actually get any sweeps this year. That makes sense. Okay. That was early, by the way. That was when we were like, oh, maybe Staten Island has it together. It was in like. June. Hey, Pearson's doing good. At least yeah. today. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, that's he, a lot. Yeah, because he was an Apollo guy, wasn't he? And he yes, managed to survive. He, that. I believe he was. That's a yeah. good Because I remember he was like one of the him and like Aaron uh, Takakis or something like that. I can't ever pronounce his last name. T A K A C S. I think. Mm, I'm not going to do it. He was all it too, which I do remember. All the Apollo guys giving me shit because I was like, these guys are not a good team. I think mm-hmm. they're just a bug on the windshield of better teams, which in hindsight is a bit harsh. But I still don't think I was wrong. And I remember one comment that I pinned. And if you go back to that Apollo's preview, I pinned it where it's just like, you don't know what you're oh, talking yes. about. Yep. Yeah, you remember this. Everyone yep. was like, you should pin it. I was like, okay. That was and ice so, cold from you. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, you know, like I appreciate having confidence in your team, but like, brother, come on. You mm-hmm. win 25 games, it's a good year for you. Right, great year. Yeah, as we learned. Um, yeah, the Winnipeg game is also pretty good. Four four against Chicago right now. Ooh, that's a good one. Chicago hot. Yeah, no, they're um, doing real good. Eight and two. So what? A, a committee today to close that out. Staten Island did get a sweep last year, and then they proceed to lose nine out of ten. So maybe don't sweep. <laughs> maybe don't. Although, maybe don't. I suppose we'll end everything so that way I can let you get out of here an hour late. But with one, with two things, one. Railcat Talk Podcast is just losing his mind right now thinking there's a rally. Uh, uh, it is 10-2 in the 6th. It is not a rally. Um, but he also chose the media personality description on uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I choose to call it. myself news because ESPN called me an expert at one point. So I'm, I'm running mm-hmm. with that. Some dude on YouTube used, uh, seems to see me as a primary source for a few things. Yeah, I, sent, I was sending you those videos for a while too. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, I'm media and news too. Look at us. Yeah. So that's why I saw you use journalism. I'm calling myself a journalist. My comp professor would be proud. Final score in York 18 3. Woo! Swing day. Don't forget to play ball because York certainly didn't. <laughs>